everybody. Welcome to Zone Defense. We talk all things NBA and NFL. Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and hit the subscribe button down below because it really helps out our channel a lot. Also, let us know who your pick is to win the NFC East. Today, we will be doing another NFL divisional breakdown of 2021, and we'll, and we'll be doing the NFC East this time. How's it going, Roman? I'm good, Chris. Unfortunately, Drew is unable to make it today, but I don't think he's missing much. This division was the weakest last season. I still kind of expect the same thing, although although it will be much healthier. I think you can still expect some of the sloppiness from last year to continue. Yeah, I, de- I mean, I definitely agree with some of the things. I mean, this is obviously not one of the best divisions in the league. Let's let's obviously get the cat out of the bag here. This isn't one of my you know favorite divisions to talk about or anything. But I really think this division was extremely interesting to watch last year, mainly because mm-hmm. it was a it was a bleep show, man. I mean, there was every team had their issues last year, um, and obviously, I and I think another thing going in this year, while there is obviously a division a couple division favorites, I'd say. I don't think any of these teams have no chance of winning the division either. I definitely think there is a world where all four of these teams can, can you know, be the be the one playoff team out of this division, winning the division, if that makes any sense. But obviously, I agree with you as well. It's There's not really a clear, great team out of this division, but I'm still very excited to talk about these teams because, like I said, it was a lot of fun last year down the stretch seeing who could win seven games or whatever it was that – uh that it took to win the division. But we'll start off with the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. In my opinion, probably the most complete team in this division. Uh, you know, they'll be getting, I mean, obviously key additions first, even without, it goes without saying, Dak Prescott being back is is obviously monumental for this team. They, they desperately need him because they don't, they don't even have Andy Dalton anymore. Obviously, you see him on the subtractions, but they really just don't have any other options. He's already dealing with a minor injury as well, so hopefully he can recover from that one and and be fine for the season. It sounds like a, a very minor thing, but he should be fine. But um, other key additions they've had, Keanu Neal, Demonte Casey, Malik Hooker, really trying to boost that safety unit, and then also Terrell Basham and... Micah Parsons, which was their first-round draft pick and a pick that I thought was an extremely good one for this team. They really need a linebacker, a guy that maybe can mask some of their defensive problems. But some of the losses, uh, Awuzi went to Cincinnati. Uh, Andy Dalton, like I already mentioned, to Chicago. Cameron Irving, Xavier Woods, Alden Smith, and Antoine Woods as well. So, I mean, I I think they did a pretty good job replacing some of those key subtractions on the defensive side of the ball. And, and they're returning most of their last year offense as well. Pretty much everybody that was important to that offense last year. Uh, obviously, Dak is back. Uh, they got Ezekiel Elliott coming back. He looks like he's in pretty good shape as well. They have the trio of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. And then their offensive line is also coming into the year a lot healthier. So I really do think the Cowboys have an opportunity here to to maybe even win this division. I mean, this is a team that I was very high on going into last year. Uh, I think me and True may have both had them as our I may have even had them as my Super Bowl winner, man. I mean, I was extremely high on this team going into the season. I thought this offense was going to be unstoppable. And for the first four weeks, I was proven right that this offense was unstoppable. But I was also proven that I didn't know a lot about this defense and I didn't think they were going to be great, but they were pathetically bad last year. So, I mean, even if Dak would have stayed healthy, this was not going to be a Super Bowl team for sure. But I do think they would have ended up winning this division, probably, in my opinion. It's just, you know, it. 
it's all about that health, the health of Dak Prescott. I mean, if he can stay healthy this year, I think this team has a very good chance to make the playoffs. I think they've made some improvements on both sides of the ball, and, and I think they're primed for a playoff run. But what do you think, Roman? Do you think uh, the Cowboys, are they the favorite in this division, or, or do you see this a little bit differently? No, they absolutely should be the favorite in the division. I think Dak is far and away the best quarterback in the division. Um, so that's a win in itself and should propel you to a, a playoff contender. Um, and like you mentioned, you did you and Drew were high in the Cowboys last year and came up very uh, unlucky with that. Um, just talk about Micah Parsons for a second. I think that was a luxury pick. They were able to actually trade down um, with Philadelphia and still able to land Parsons. And similarly to when they got CeeDee Lamb, they took the best player available and ended up working out for him both times. Uh, and also CeeDee Lamb is, expect, is expected to make a huge jump this year. Um, maybe even be the wide receiver one for that team, depending on how Cooper looks um, in the first couple of games. They play tonight when we're recording in the Hall of Fame game. I doubt any of their starters are going to play, but we'll have to see about that. But this team should be able to win the division. Um, not easily. I think there are some teams that could get, or a team in particular that could get in the way, um, but this team should win the division. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't totally disagree with you for sure. I think there's two teams that, are the front runners in this division. But like I said, at the top of the hour, I think all four teams could win this division for sure. I think there's a world where any of the, the teams could, could get it done. You know, I mean, obviously Dak could get injured again. That's, I mean, if he does, the Cowboys are going to be the worst team in this division for sure. I think they have no chance of winning more than like five or six games without him. I just don't think this rest of this roster is very good. And their backup quarterback play is just going to be an absolute joke. And Andy Dalton already was not very good last year and they don't even have him anymore. So, so really would be a problem if he, if he goes out with an injury again this year, but I, like I said, I do love this offense. I think, like you said, C.D. Lamb has a very real chance of becoming the wide receiver one on this team this year. Uh, obviously, Amari Cooper, he's kind of dealing with a little bit of an injury right now, so this is a perfect time for Lamb to kind of step up into that alpha role. But I still think Amari Cooper is a very good receiver and probably the number one for this year, but we'll see about that. And then, you know, I think this defense has some room to improve. Obviously, they were pretty bad last year, but they made a – I mean, it feels like they basically took the whole – Falcons secondary with Devontae Casey and also Keanu Neal being there as well for a while. So both guys will, and then Malik Hooker is not a slouch on the defensive side of the ball. I think three, all three of those safeties, honestly, in my opinion, are all pretty solid. So they're improving the entire back end of their defense. All three guys can make some plays on the ball. So hopefully this will boost their secondary a little bit. And then um, Parsons, I mean, they already have a decent linebacking core, um, but I think Parsons is as one is actually really what they need. Honestly, they need a guy that can move sideline to sideline, make those you know you know maybe play a little bit of pass coverage out there, be a solid pass coverer. Also, you know, can can blitz quarterback a little bit, and also has that sideline speed to get those you know stop a you know a, from an eight yard run to like you know a four yard runner or somebody that's about the house one you know running back about the house one he can hawk them down for you know a 10 15 yard gain so i think parsons has you know that role really taken care of i think he's going to be a tackling machine i think he's going to be a very good player but Go yeah well I, well i did but well, they could have definitely benefited from a guy like pat sertan or jc horn unfortunately they couldn't land either of those right. guys um but like you mentioned, Van Der Esch, he was a little underwhelming last year. So I think a guy like Parsons definitely uh, elevates that linebacking room. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he does on that team on uh, defense that was very depleted last year um, and gave up a ton of points. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
I mean, like I said, it's just it's an it was an absolutely brutal defense last year while Dak was out there. I mean, this is why they were. I mean, I believe they were one in three without with Dak in the in the lineup because it was just a major struggle for them to get stops on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully, they can fix that a little bit going into this year. And I mean, it's it's really going to be the difference between whether or not this team is you know a five hundred team or they can either make the playoffs or make a. Like I said, don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I think they're a team that could definitely make the playoffs and win a round or two. So you never know. They could elevate their game all the way to that Super Bowl level. This offense is definitely a Super Bowl winning capable offense. It's just all about whether or not this defense can even be, you know, top 20 ish for them to be a Super Bowl contender, which I don't believe they are. Well, you also have to bring up that they did hire uh, Dan Quinn in the offseason, who wasn't a great head coach for Atlanta, but was a great coordinator um, before that with the Seahawks, who they went to a couple of Super Bowls with. So I don't think that's a slouch hire either. I think you can definitely improve the defense. So I, I think I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility they can regress to the mean at least or just be average and, and elevate the team even more. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Um, so did you want to give your prediction for, you know, how many wins you think this team's going to have this year? Cause they were six and 10 last year. Obviously they're not probably not going to be six and 10 again this year, but what do you think they're going to finish at this year? Yeah. For me, the, my division winner, I have them at 10 and seven. Although if, you know, Dak is fully healthy, um, if the defense plays better, I think they can improve that record uh, quite a bit, but as of right now, I'm going to give them a 10 and seven record, but still in first place. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of boring, but I also agree. I think they're my division winner, and I also have them down for 10 wins, 7 losses as well, and I agree. They could definitely be better than that, especially in this division. They they could honestly win all – they could sweep this entire division. It's very possible, but but uh, at the same time, it's a team that I don't want to give a ton of credit to when they were just a 6-10 and 10 football team. They are obviously Dex, a major upgrade to the offense, but I'm not going to – give them, you know, a 12 and five record for going six and 10 last year in one of the weakest divisions in football. But Drew also has them going 10 and seven, but it looks like he does not have them winning the division. So we'll, very curious to talk about the other team that is very close to them in this division. Uh, we'll get into it right now. Actually, we'll talk about the Giants first, um, and then we'll talk about them later. Uh, Washington football team is who I was mentioning. I think they're going to be a really fun team to talk about, but um, the Giants, uh, another team having some key additions this offseason and a team that I consider also very capable of winning this division, definitely, in my opinion. Uh, another team similar to Dak Prescott adding a key player coming back, Saquon Barkley, you see him there. Uh, probably the best player on this team, one of the best players in this division, and one of the best running backs in the NFL. So a huge addition for the Giants offense. They're really going to need him here this season. Uh, they're also coming in adding Kenny Galladay, and Kadarius Tony on the outside, uh, John Ross as well. I mean, he's probably not going to do a whole lot, but uh, a total overhaul of the wide receiver room that already wasn't, in my opinion, that bad, but they were definitely in need of a number one receiver, which Kenny Galladay will be for them. So uh, definite upgrades there for Daniel Jones, especially with Saquon coming back as well. They're also coming in, adding Adoree Jackson, Kyle Rudolph, Devontae Booker, and Danny Shelton as well. So some in my opinion, some pretty good additions all across the board. I really definitely think they, they've put a lot of weapons around Daniel Jones. So very curious to see how these play out. But some key dis or subtractions, Kevin Zeitler, Dalvin Tomlinson, Cameron Fleming, Kyler Fackrell, and Wayne Gallman Jr. as well going to the San Francisco 49ers. But we'll start at the top. Uh, with the wide receiver additions, Kenny Galladay, he's, he's got a hamstring injury uh, right now. You know, he's going to miss a couple weeks, but 
I mean, I always hate hearing preseason hamstring injuries. They're very scary if you're, especially if you're a fantasy football uh, manager of Kenny Galladay. I think that's not something you want to hear. But it's also still very early in the season. They say the two to three week timeline and they're being very cautious with them. So I do like to hear that. So he probably doesn't even need that much time, but it's a guy that has had some previous injuries. So you got to be very careful with him, especially if you want him to make it through the season this year. But they've got him. They got Kadarius, Tony uh, to add to their Sterling Shepard and uh, Darius Slayton duo already. So in my opinion, a pretty solid wide receiver room. I mean, they Kenny G is probably, you know, top 15, top 20 receiver. Definitely a number one guy, a guy that I very much like but and miss on the Lions. But he's also not, in my opinion, an elite receiver. So they have, but they have, you know, a Darius Slayton, who I think is a solid, you know, maybe number two, number three guy. Same with Sterling Shepard, another solid number two, number three-ish guy. And then Kadarius Tony, the young electric rookie that I personally am not in love with. I have been pretty, you know, down on him. I don't think he was worth the first round pick, but I cannot hide the fact that he is an explosive athlete that will definitely could be a game changer in this offense. You always got to leave room for you to be wrong. I don't personally love Kadarius Tony, but I know he has some a plenty of electricity when he gets the ball. It's just the, the ability to win on the outside. I'm very much worried about. So it just kind of depends on how they deploy it. Maybe he could be, you know, a souped up golden Tate. It could be his ceiling is in my opinion in this offense, you know, being that slot, giving him those end arounds and stuff. I think that could be a role where he thrives. And I'm just, I don't know if I trust his coaching staff to put him in the best situations to where he can succeed. So we'll have to see how that comes to fruition, but this offense, I could definitely see taking a jump. I mean, obviously they have Daniel Jones has been very, very up and down, very inconsistent, but he's been put in a situation similarly to Josh Allen last year, getting a alpha number one receiver, uh, improving weapons around him as well. Um, offensive line is not great at all, but I think the weapons and the outside weapons combined with Saquon Barkley are plenty for to see if if Daniel Jones really has what it takes. This is his third year. He absolutely needs to show massive improvements this year or they're going to find a new quarterback that can get the job done because I think this team is not that far away from being pretty good, in my opinion. I think their defense is solid. I think their weapons on their offense are just continue to improve. Obviously, they need to re-sign Saquon Barkley after this season. I think maybe actually maybe they can ex- – I think they have a fifth-year option for him, but – you know, he's got, I think this is his fourth year, so he they definitely need to look up at extending him, giving him the bag to keep him around. But, you know, it's just, it really depends on Daniel Jones. Uh, I mean, if he can take the next step, this could be absolutely be a playoff team. But if he cannot, I mean, you're looking at a, a team that's probably going to be in the cellar of the division. Yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely a prove-it year for Daniel Jones. Uh, this is the year where if he doesn't perform, you can easily take a quarterback at the top of the draft next year. There'll be a ton of options. Um, but also Saquon, just a huge year for him in general coming back. Uh, they are, they're they not rushing his return. They're going to be a little careful with him. Um, so he might not get the uh, the highest workload in the first couple of weeks, which is not what you want to hear for fantasy purposes, but uh, just a smart football move in general to not rush him back. They did bring back Alfred Morris. They have some depth behind that behind him as well. That kind of led the that led the way last year. So they can they can have a running back group without Saquon, um, but having him back is just a huge upgrade in general. Uh, and with Kenny Galladay, he'll be the clear number one guy. Um, he is hampering the injury, like you mentioned. So hopefully he gets back healthy. 
Um, but when he is healthy, he can be elite. You know, he might not be most yeah. consistently elite, like you mentioned, but I think he can be elite when he wants to be. Um, and the defense actually wasn't too bad last year. They had some nice moments at the end of last season. Uh, Joe Judge, I like him as a coach. He just, I remember a couple of days ago, he actually put his team through the ringer after a full-on brawl that had Daniel Jones actually at the bottom of the pile. Uh, Judge absolutely uh, torched them with running drills and stuff like that. So I, I think he's going to, I think Judge is a good coach. I think he surprised a lot of people last year. Being only being a special teams coordinator, but the year before, um, so I like him and his staff. I think they put together some great, great pieces, great additions this year. Um, this is probably the biggest wild card team. This this is a team that could finish last, but can also surprise a lot of people and finish first if they really if they really uh, put things together there. Um, but I think you can maybe expect another uh, subpar year um, with Daniel Jones if he doesn't take that step. But overall, I think there's a lot to like with this team. Yeah, and and I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I think Daniel Jones, while I'm not comparing him to Josh Allen at all, obviously, I think he can take a step this year with the weapons he's getting. It's his third year. I mean, you look at Josh Allen's first two years, he was really not that good, to be honest. I didn't think he was very good at all his first two years, especially his rookie year was horrible. And then you know he picked it up a improved a little bit and he was but he was all right. And then the playoffs, he wasn't very good and they choked. And then they add Stephon Diggs and instantly he becomes a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like I said, I am not saying Daniel Jones will be a top five quarterback, but there's no universe where this guy couldn't somehow like take a massive leap this year where he's going from, you know, maybe a bottom, you know, seven to 10 quarterback to, you know, at least a guy that's in the top 16, top half of the league. I think that absolutely is very realistic for him. He's got talent for sure. He has a cannon of an arm. Um, he, he also can run a little bit. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Josh Allen. He really does. He's not like I said. I keep I'm going to keep saying this because I don't want any comments to bash me for saying he's Josh Allen. He's not Josh Allen, but he has a similar skill set, and he's getting you know obviously he's not Stephon Diggs, but Kenny Galladay is a number one receiver, and he's going to help them. And they have a very good running back in Saquon Barkley as well that can catch the ball and take a lot of pressure off of him. I think those two combined can make this offense you know up a top half, a top 20 offense. And if they're at that point, which they were not last year, they were one of the worst offenses in the league in terms of scoring touchdowns. They scored very few all year. If they can get to that point where you're the top 15, top 20 offense, they're going to be a playoff team this year, in my opinion. I think they get to the playoffs, whether it's a wild card or it's a, uh, you know, winning the division. I think they absolutely could do either one of those things. And I'll give you my prediction for them. I think I'm going to give them an eight and nine record. I am a little bit higher. Drew has them down at six and eleven. He has them in last in the division, which I mean I can absolutely see that. I'm going to give them an eight and nine record. I don't think they're as bad as Drew does. I think they're more of that 500 level team. But there's clearly this is a team that could win four games. Absolutely, if Daniel Jones just sucks, they're going to win very few games. But I like you said, their defense is probably on you know, that top upper half of the league. They're not an elite defense, but they got some playmakers and they'll probably be pretty solid. If that offense can get to that top 20 mark, this is going to be a team that is going to compete for the division. Yeah. Like you said, uh, if Kenny Galladay is out for extended period of time, if Saquon's rehab doesn't go well and then he gets re-injured and Jones sucks again, yeah, they can easily be the worst team in the division. Um, although I'm not going to disagree with potentially being an eight and nine team. That's definitely in the realm of possibility. However, I'm going to agree with Drew. I think they're going to finish six and 11. Not my last place team in the division, though, however. Wow. So you got apparently have the Eagles most likely pretty low in this division. But, um, 
you know, like I said, I'm, a, I'm maybe I'm a little higher on this Giants team, but I can absolutely see. I almost said six and eleven anyway. I just wanted to be a little bit different, and I think maybe I'm a little bit higher on them than you guys. I see some upside with this team, but I also see clear risk, and that's why I have them, you know, around that five hundred mark because they could absolutely win ten games this year for sure, in my opinion. So we'll jump into our next team it is the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that really, really struggled last year to say the least. I mean. 4, 11, and 11. You see it right there. One of the worst teams in the league last year. But, you know, coming into a new year, um, it's a, honestly, it's the name of the game for almost every team in this division. They're, they have a lot of additions that aren't even on our, you know, board here. They got to, I mean, their whole offensive line's back this year. Let's, that's, let's start there, man. This, this offensive line got devastated last year. They were playing back the backups, backups at the end of the year and expecting to win games. Obviously, you're not going to win games when 10 offensive linemen get hurt, which is what exactly what it felt like for this team throughout the season. But they definitely have an offensive line that is a good foundation foundation for them they're older which i understand lane johnson brandon brooks these guys are obviously older but they're all they're both very good also jason kelsey still on the offense as well so three very good a well above average offensive lineman there i would consider lane johnson and brandon brooks both elite when they're on the field obviously these three need to stay healthy that is the key recipe for the eagles this year but if they can this team is going to be improved in my opinion i think they are not winning four games again this year um, their biggest addition, one of their, their only really, they had two really key additions. I would actually, I would say three key additions, Ryan Kerrigan, a solid addition, Anthony Harris, solid addition as well. And then wide receiver Devonte Smith in the first round. I absolutely love this for this team. You know, it's a team that, I mean, there's been rumors that maybe Deshaun Watson could be headed there soon. And and Jalen Hurts could be on the way out. But as of right now, I do like them selecting Devontae Smith to give Jalen Hurts an outside playmaker. I thought he looked, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts looked all right last year. I didn't think he looked like some trash can quarterback. He had nobody to throw the ball to him and no offensive line to protect him. And he still was able to find ways to beat the Saints, to you know throw for 400 yards against the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, obviously he didn't play very good in the Washington game. But outside of that, I thought he honestly looked pretty good at quarterback. I thought he gave them gave them a legitimate shot to win games but key subtractions Carson Wentz Jalen Mills Deshaun Jackson Malik Jackson and Vinny Curry as well so some defensive holes they need to fix but uh it's a defense that also I don't think is very I don't think they're bad I think this defense is all right I mean they're not elite anymore they used to be really good but they've got some good pass rushers they got Darius Big play slay on the back end. They've got Anthony Harris now as well as solid safety and definite upgrade from Jalen Mills, in my opinion. So I think this defense definitely has some talent. It's just all about putting it together. I mean, they got to get that pass rush going again this year. Ryan Kerrigan's going to help with that. They've got some other guy, Brandon Graham, a good pass rusher for sure. They need those guys to get it going again this year. And if they can, I think this defense can be all right. And then as well, I mean, Adding Devontae Smith, I know he's injured right now, spraying the MCL, but it seems like he'll probably be back around you know week one. Hopefully he'll be all right for the start of the season. But he definitely gives Jalen Hurts a number one receiver, an alpha dog that he needs. I really like Devontae Smith. I think he can win at all levels on the field. And I, th and I think it's exactly what Jalen Hurts needs to give him any chance to succeed or Deshaun Watson if he ends up coming in. But we'll we'll have to see if that ends up coming to fruition. I think Hurts will be starting all 17 games this year, but we'll have to see. Yeah, this team, I, I don't really know how to feel about it just yet. I know they brought in Nick Sirianni as new head coach. I don't think they should have fired Doug Peterson, but that's a different story. Um, so him coming into the team, I, I don't know what to expect from him. 
Um, he was under the right tree, so maybe it's going to help him out a little bit. But the, the running back group, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know how I feel about Miles Sanders. I, I'm a little bit off on him this year just because he's had the opportunity and hasn't done much with it. And now he's actually going to go into more of a timeshare this year is what they're saying. Um, and I do I do also see the scenario where this wide receiver core could be a little bit below average. You mentioned that Devontae Smith is still hampering an MCL injury that could, you know, probably not miss time, but we'll see. And then uh, Jalen Rager has not been that good in the in the offseason so far. And besides that, they have uh, Travis Fulgham, who was a great story last year, but I don't know if he'll be able to replicate. So I do think there's a chance that this wide receiver group is not good enough uh, this year. Um, I thought they definitely could have been in contention for one of the big free agents uh, at, the, at the position last year. But overall, I mean, I like Hertz. I like him a lot. And But if they get the chance to get, to get Watson, then you can't pass that up. Um, but Hertz could be what could and probably should be their franchise quarterback. I just don't think they'll be able to uh, have that big elevation this season. Maybe next year, but not, I don't think this year. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying, man. I mean, it definitely could be not in the cards for this team. I mean, they're probably the worst team in this division, in my opinion. But I think there's a world where, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a winner all throughout his college career. He's a very good leader. And I really think anyone giving him crap so far, just it doesn't make sense to me, man, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, he wasn't perfect in his four games. But what rookie is? I mean, it really is never a time where rookies are just all of a sudden fantastic. And he showed plenty of flash. I mean, beating the Saints was in his first career start playing really well, in my opinion. He ran for like 100 yards in that game. Also, was all right as a passer. And then following that up with the Cardinals game where I played him in fantasy and he absolutely lit it up. I mean, this guy threw for like 400 yards. He ran for like another 80, had like five touchdowns, only one interception. I mean, this was one of the best starts, in my opinion, all season for a quarterback. I mean, he basically outdueled Kyler. I mean, I thought he played better than Kyler Murray in that game, to be honest. He really did. I mean, he had decent chance to win that game they got it all the way down to the you know the 20 yard line couldn't get it done but I mean Hertz had I mean I like you said down the stretch Washington football team that game was a disgrace he was horrible in that game but I mean you can't just judge one against an elite defense one bad game where he played some good games as well I just I don't think you can just disregard the, the things he did well on the field and he had now he's got a number one receiver he's got a better offensive line hopefully miles sardner's coming back and is a little more rejuvenated i mean jalen rager's a first round talent i don't know if he's gonna ever come you know you know meet those expectations but a guy that has first round talent so he could he could be pretty good travis fulgum uh Dallas Goddard. I mean, they got some weapons on this team. Like you said, it's not an awesome receiving core by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not as bad as it was last year. And they have an offensive line to work with. And Hertz is also a great runner. And I heard, you know, some stuff about them designing a lot more quarterback runs for him as well in the offseason. So I like to hear that too. And I really think he's going to have success this year. It's all about whether or not this team can take that step with him and they give him, you know, time to. You know, because I got Joe Flacco too, so maybe they throw him if Hurts struggles for a game. Obviously, maybe they got a quick trigger with the new coaching staff. They could throw Joe Flacco in there, or they can, you know, trade for Watson and wait for him to come back from whatever suspension he's definitely going to get. But I think Hurts should get a full season to see what he can do, and if it doesn't come to, you know, if it doesn't work out, you move on from him next year, in my opinion. I, I agree. I think Hurts can be a franchise uh, quarterback, whether it's for the Eagles or not. But I think the coaching staff that they, they brought in, Nick Sirianni, they didn't hire him for Jalen Hurts. They hired him for Carson Wentz, and he's not there anymore. So I hope the coaching staff doesn't fail Hurts in that regard. 
um, and put him in the wrong position uh, to succeed. Uh, I like Hurts very much. I know you do too. So whether it's with the Eagles or potentially the Texans, whatever, I think they just got to put him in the best situation to win. Uh, and if they do have a bad season, I put that more on the coaching staff than maybe on the roster because like you mentioned, they, there is hope for this team. Um, but as I, as I mentioned earlier, I think there's still one – maybe two years away from being a, a good contender, but they do have the pieces to succeed. It's just a matter of the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I definitely can agree with that as well. First year coaching staff, we'll have to see how that plays out. I'll give you my record prediction and, and it seems like you're pretty low on them. I have them up at seven and 10. I still have them coming in last in the division, but I don't think they're going to be that bad personally. I think they'll, they'll be competitive, you know, going into December, whatever, you know, maybe they'll win. Maybe they could definitely sneak into the playoffs, though, if this division isn't as good, if the teams aren't winning, you know, 10, 11 games up top. They can get to nine wins, in my opinion. Um, well, for me, um, as, as I mentioned, they are my last place team. Uh, my record is a little bit lower than your. I have I have them at five and 12. However, I think they can easily do much better than that if they get a Watson or if, you know, everything goes right with this roster that they have currently, they could do much better. Um, yeah. However, I don't think, obviously, we kind of mentioned it with the NFC West. I think most of those teams are going to take out the wild card spots. And you mentioned at the very top, only one team from this division, as in our projection, is making the playoffs. So yeah. it's either division win or, or bust for them. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And Drew has them up at 7-10 and 10 as well, so he's more in line with me. He actually has the Giants finishing in last in the division. So he's got some interesting stuff with his predictions. I'm, I, I do like some of his uh some of his predictions, but we'll jump into the last team in the division. Now the Washington football team, the playoff team in this division at a Sterling seven and nine. What a awesome record for this team. Now, but in all seriousness, this was a team that was very gritty last year. They, they really sucked at the beginning of the year. It looked like they had no chance of coming anywhere close to winning this division. And they went on a tear at the end of the year. I remember beating, they beat the Steelers. I mean, this is they beat the Eagles in Week 17 to get in the playoffs. I mean, this was a team that really, really poured it on at the end of the year, and then honestly gave the Super Bowl champs a run for their money in that game. Taylor Heineke lit it up against the uh, Buccaneers defense, and I'm curious to see if you know he ever gets a chance again on this team. And but he honestly looked pretty freaking good, man. I mean, he he did not look bad at all. But they did make an addition to the quarterback room, a major one in that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzmagic. I mean, you know, this guy could definitely lead them to the playoffs. I know he's never even been to the playoffs before, but he's definitely a more talented quarterback than anything that was on the roster last year for sure. They also made some other pretty, pretty big additions, in my opinion. You know, William Jackson at corner, Curtis Samuel, a solid wide receiver, Adam Humphreys, another receiver, Charles Leno, Bobby McCain, and then Jamin Davis, a, a talented rookie as well, in my opinion. Uh, I think he's going to boost that front seven even more. And they really didn't lose a lot, in my opinion. You know, Ronald Darby, Morgan Moses, a decent loss. Ryan Kerrigan, also a decent loss. But Kevin Pierre-Lewis, I mean, I mean, I don't think these are insane losses to overcome, in my opinion. Um, but I think this team absolutely has a shot to win this division for sure. I think this team is definitely closer to the Cowboys than they are either one of those teams. They have an elite defense. Chase Young out there with Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. This is a front seven prime to get pressure on these other quarterbacks in the division. Deron yeah. Payne as well. They got plenty of guys on this front seven that can get pressure on the quarterback. I think that's where it starts. On the trenches, on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to stop the run really well. They're going to get pressure on the quarterback. They're going to create havoc. With the quarterback making poor decisions, they're going to speed up that process. That's where I really think this team 
is the foundation begins is right there. They're also extremely strong on the offensive end as well, in my opinion, besides at offensive line. I think their offensive line is going to be really bad, but they have Antonio Gibson. They have J.D. McKissick, some solid running backs there, and then they have a true alpha number one in Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, F1, whatever you want to call him. This guy's an elite receiver, and honestly, there's a very real debate that he's the best receiver in this division. I think he probably is, in my opinion. I would probably give him that title. I think he's very, very good, and he hasn't played with – Ryan Fitzpatrick is by far the best quarterback he's played with in his career, so I'm very curious to see how that goes. They also have Curtis Samuel, another really solid receiver. Adam Pumphrey is not a super untalented receiver as well, and it, it sounds like Fitzmagic kind of likes him as well. So curious to see how that hook out hookup works exactly. They also added Diami Brown, who's not on our list. I think he's an electric rookie receiver out of North Carolina, a guy that can burn down the field. They have a ton of 4-4 speed on this offense. Like I said, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, Antonio Gibson, all these guys can absolutely fly when they get the ball. So they have speed in space. They've also got Logan Thomas as well, a reliable pass catcher. I think this team has taken some major improvements in this offseason. I really like what they've done this offseason, getting quarterback and wide receiver improvements while also drafting a solid linebacker on the defensive end to, to replace the Ryan Kerrigan, the Kevin Pierre Lewis losses. I think they've done exactly what they need to do to keep this roster intact, to make this team take that next step. But I'm very curious to hear how you see this roster. I, I think this is the most fun team to watch in the division. And that starts with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I've talked, I've talked at length about him in our previous episodes, so I'm not going to go too much uh, into it as well. But I love Fitzpatrick for this team. I I think and hope he'll be the day one starter, um, and maybe he can lead this team to the playoffs. Um, we'll see about that. But I think he puts him in the best position to win. And like you mentioned, they have great weapons around him. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, a great addition. I like him a lot um, coming from Carolina. Um, and then Humphreys, Brown, Logan Thomas as well. Uh, I think they have some great weapons for him, and even the defense, maybe top, Top two, at least in the in the NFL, uh, I, I like them a lot. I think they're going to be just as good as they were last year. The only knock I'll say is that we've, we haven't talked about scheduling as much with other teams, but I think this team is going to get a first place. This team will get a first place schedule and play the other great teams in the league. So we'll see later, like during the season, if they can keep up with them, and we'll kind of see if they're still playoff caliber like they were last year. Um, but I'm very excited to see this team. I think they're probably more exciting to watch than the Cowboys or Eagles or Dines. I mean, on both ends, I would say I agree. I mean, I think the Cowboys offense is probably the most exciting unit, but it can couple the defense with a fun offense here with a lot of fun playmakers. I think I do agree with you. I'm very excited for this Washington football team this year. I think, I really think, you know, Antonio Gibson taking that next jump you know, the next leap on the offense is really going to make this team a lot better. You know, they didn't have a lot of success last year. Gibson definitely showed plenty of flashes. I really liked what I saw from Gibson, but he didn't catch a lot of passes and he kind of started off slow. I think in his second year, he's going to be electric with the ball in his hands on the ground, both on the ground and he's going to catch a lot more passes, help out Ryan Fitzmagic with that. I think Terry McLaurin obviously gets a jump playing with this, his new quarterback, I think uh, Fitzmagic, he really loves to target those outside receivers, those number one guys. Look at, you know, Devontae Parker, irrelevant for four years. And then they, and he got him a contract pretty much. That's what that's what Fitzpatrick did. He got him a, a second contract because he just absolutely lit it up throwing Devontae Parker. And, you know, Parker had a by far a career year. So I think we could see similar 
despite Terry already being really good, I mean, I mean, like 900 yards and 1,100 yards last year in his first two seasons, he's been very solid. I think he takes that next step this year. You know, he could definitely go for, you know, eight to 10 touchdowns. He could definitely get up to, you know, 1,300, 1,400 yards maybe. I think he really takes leaps as a receiver, and, and I just really love watching him. He's one of my favorite receivers in the league, as you know, Roman, a guy that I've always been really – in love with since he came into the league. I also like Curtis Samuel a lot too. So, I mean, both guys could be very relevant, both on the NFL field and for fantasy football. I think this offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And speaking about Gibson a little more, he did end the year with a turf toe injury and it looks like his rehab is going fairly well. So hopefully he starts the year uh, healthy as well. Um, but that's just something to monitor is you could always, there's yep. always risk in, in taking him in fantasy. Um, I still like him, though. I'm sure you do, too. But in terms of his actual production on the field, I think he'll be a, he's going to be another great asset to this team. He's going to take another huge leap this year um, if injury doesn't slow him down. But uh, this team, I like him a lot. And uh, I have him at eight, uh, nine and eight, second in the division, uh, one game behind the Cowboys. I think they're going to give Dallas a, a huge run for their money. Um, and I, I like him a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, I've got them. I've got them up at ten and seven as well. I think they're going to be right there. I mean, they could. I mean, Drew's got them at ten and seven, but he's got them winning the division over Dallas. I think Dallas is going to come out on top, but I think they're also going to be a ten and seven football team. And this team has a very real ceiling, in my opinion. I mean, if it's Magic plays well, this I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl. They could definitely be a dark horse Super Bowl contender for sure, in my opinion. I think they have the defense definitely for it. If if it's Magic can play like consistently good football, this team you never know, man. I mean, this is a team with a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. They could very. They're probably the most complete. They're definitely the most complete team in this division for sure. So you never know. Dark horse Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. I mean, you could also see them miss the playoffs though. If it's Magic, isn't. The guy, the answer, which he hasn't been for a while in his career, he's been a guy that's never even made the playoffs before. So we're projecting things that have not happened, but I think he's really turned it on in the, in the end of this year, and I think he's got a very real chance to be good for, for this team. Yeah, I agree. He can be really good, but you also have to acknowledge he can also be really bad at some point. And, I, and you yeah. know what you're getting when you sign Fitzpatrick. So yep. um they, the, the Washington knows that I think he'll be at a high level. I think this is probably the best weapons he's ever had. So hopefully that'll make him more consistent um, in terms of quarterback, you know, controversy, you mentioned Heineke at the, at the beginning, but I think, you know, Fitzpatrick will be the day one starter. Um, and with no really true competition, I think this right. is his, his job to lose uh, with the team he has around him. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And what did you say you had this team's record at? Did you give a record? I, 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 had, them, I had them at eight and nine, uh, nine and eight, rather, second uh, in the division, one game behind Dallas. Yeah, and then I said, like I said, me and Drew both have them at 10 and seven each. So my final uh, prediction for this division, it goes Dallas, Washington, the Giants, and then lastly, the Philadelphia Eagles. But like I said, I mean, I didn't, the worst team I have in this division is the Eagles at seven and 10. So it's not like I, think that there's no way any of these teams can win the division yeah and my, and my standings again were the cowboys at 10 and 7 washington 9 and 8 giants at 6 and 11 and the eagles at 5 and 12 um but i think the eagles have much more a variety or more on the spectrum of what they can finish at yeah. as opposed to the other three teams yeah i definitely agree with that drew has washington winning the division 10 and 7 dallas at 10 and 7 as well philly 7 and 10 the giants in last at 6 and 11 so Let's go through uh, a fantasy player we like on this. I'll start with Drews first. He has Logan Thomas, the tight end for the Washington football team. Personally, I actually 
don't really like Logan Thomas for this year, in my opinion. I'm going to actually disagree with Drew on this one. We actually usually have pretty similar fantasy takes, so this is rare. I Throughout his career, Ryan Fitzpatrick has not thrown to his tight end at all. I mean, you remember Mike Gesicki didn't do anything really when when they were there. I thought he, you know, he really was, you couldn't even play him in fantasy. I'm worried that with these weapons on the outside, coupled with Antonio Gibson, that Logan Thomas isn't going to get the volume he needs with his inefficient. He was very inefficient last year. He just was a guy that got a lot of targets. If he doesn't get 110, 120 targets, he's not going to be good for fantasy this year. I mean, he was up at that level last year. If he gets, you know, 90, uh, 90 targets this year, he's going to end up with like 400, 500 yards. And like, he's not a big touchdown getter either. So while he was, you know, the tight end six last year, a guy that you could consistently start and rely on because of the volume. I don't see it this year. Personally, I think he's going to be a bust this year, in my opinion, for fantasy. He's, you know, going at the tight end six right now. He went kind of early in our fantasy draft. I just, I don't see it. I was kind of liking, I know I drafted him kind of earlier in the offseason. I was like, oh, I'm in on him. I did some more research, another deep dive on Fitzpatrick. And he's not a guy that throws to his tight end very often. And they have plenty of weapons on the outside that where Thomas can just be kind of a guy that gets, you know, three, four receptions a game. So that's where I see him more in that streaming tight end in a good matchup maybe. But he's a guy that I am, he's off my draft board. That's, I'm just, I disagree with Drew. Yeah, he's not a guy I'm actively targeting either, but he didn't earn himself a second contract, so fair enough for him. And uh, like you mentioned, he could be a, a streamer at some point. Um, but for me, when it comes to tight ends, I just like either the top three or four this year or I just take a flyer on someone who can break out like an Irv Smith or Adam Troutman. But overall, I think Thomas will kind of just be in the middle and no man's land of tight end land. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot to get into the top 10 for tight ends of the year, so I think he might finish top 10, but... Uh, I think we'll have a mess season, definitely a downgrade from last year, considering all the other weapons they have. But, um, you know, if you do miss out on the the, the elite tight ends of, of the group, I think, you know, Thomas will probably just be the next guy up and you might have to take him out of uh, necessity. But I, I, I do think there is stuff to like about Thomas. I, I'm just not actively pursuing him. Yeah, there, I mean, there definitely is. I mean, he he just needs the volume to be good again this year because he's not an efficiency guy. So we'll have to see if he gets that volume. If he doesn't, he's not going to be great. If he does, he'll probably be all right for fantasy. But, Roman, I'll let you, since uh, you know I've been hosting the episode, I'll let you go first with your prediction. I'm very curious to see who you have for this one. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't really think there's a whole lot of value picks in terms of what you might think of in terms of starting. But I think one wide receiver that you can definitely get late is Michael Gallup, wide receiver of the Cowboys. Um, he'll go into the season as a wide receiver three. However, with an injury to either CeeDee Lamb or Cooper Cup, I think that elevate, he'll elevate completely. And even if no one is injured, I think he can definitely take a huge uh, share of the targets from the team um, with, with uh, Prescott back. I think Michael Gallup can definitely be a guy that you might want to take late. He's definitely going to ride the bench on your team for most most weeks, but in a good start, you can, you can play him. Or when uh, an injury comes, you can definitely play him. But... I think, like I mentioned, I think there's not many sleepers. Um, Gallup, I also mentioned, I want to spoil your pick, but I think Devontae Smith could be another uh, sleeper late in the rounds, um, depending on his health. Um, Fitzpatrick, as, as I already mentioned, he's a great value pick. I'm not sure how you feel about Zach Ertz, but he is back, and I'll, I think he might, take, he might take some targets away from Goddard, who I thought they would have traded Ertz already, and they haven't. So they might, they might use him, they might not, but he's still on the team, so you can definitely take him if you need the tight end, but... Um, not so I'm actively drafting either, but Gallup is my is my main pick for today. 
Yeah, I agree with your first three, and then I, I'll let, I'll let Zach Ertz sit on, sit on the waiver wire this year. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Dallas Goddard and not worry about the rest of that situation. But I do very much agree with Michael Gallup. I didn't have him as mine, but it was a very good pick. I think uh, Gallup has a real chance to be legit. I mean, he's a 1,000-yard receiver before. Honestly, he had some big weeks last year before Dak went down. He's a guy you can always throw in your lineup and just hope he gets that bomb touchdown, you know, like a, maybe like a little bit lower version of Chase Claypool, a guy that you can just hope for that. You can start him every week and hope you get that big week, you know, if you decide to you know, maybe trade some of your good players for a, a superstar. Um, you you could have him in your lineup as you know your flex option or just you know your wide receiver three or something like that. I, I definitely like that pick a lot for a budget guy. I had Amari Cooper on mine. I'm not gonna go with him. I have two list guys on my name or two names on my list. Amari uh, Cooper, the first one, he's injured right now, so I'm not quite as in, but I think he's gonna have a really good season. My pick, and I think it's another guy that is a good budget player. He's my starting quarterback going into the fantasy football season. It's Jalen Hurts. I think Hurts has absolutely has top five upside. In my opinion, he's just a little bit less of a Kyler Murray. I mean, he's not as good as Kyler Murray for sure, but in fantasy, I think he's just like 80% Kyler Murray. I mean, this is a guy that has wheels on wheels on wheels. And he also has, you know, uh, he has the ability to throw the football. I think people think he just can't throw the football. He definitely can. He's got some, obviously he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he definitely has the ability to get the ball on target. And when, I got him as my starting quarterback. I drafted both him and Tom Brady. I was willing to trade Tom Brady to an, uh, another manager in my league. And start Jam- basically, Jalen Hurts is now considered my guy for the entire year. And obviously, if Deshaun Watson comes in, doesn't get suspended, I'm screwed. But I can pick up a Ryan Fitzpatrick if I need to, uh, a, a guy like that, or you know, trade for a quarterback if I really need to. But as of right now, I think Hurts is an extreme value in drafts. He's going in like the 11th round. And I think I mean, at worst, he's a low-end QB one if he can't throw the football. And if he can throw the football, I mean, is it crazy to say that he could be a top three fantasy quarterback this year? I don't think it is, personally. I think he absolutely could get to that point. I'm not saying he's going to be, but I think he hovers more in that, you know, seven to ten range. But with the upside to be between, you know, three and five, he can take a, a little bit of a leap as a thrower. Yeah, I don't have any hot takes about Jalen Hurts, but I was actually going to ask you about earlier about whether fantasy managers should be comfortable taking Hurts as their quarterback one. Absolutely. And, like, and you definitely did, but you did pair him with another quarterback, so maybe you want to have that insurance policy, or would you be comfortable taking him as your only quarterback potentially in a draft? I am extremely comfortable as of right now taking him as my only quarterback. I just I had him and Brady at the end of the year, and I just I didn't really like any of my other options, and I had the turn pick, so I just decided to scoop them both up, which was not a strategy I suggest at all. Actually, I think it was a the wrong move for me at that spot, but I'm glad I have Jalen Hurts on my roster, and I'm very very comfortable with him. He's my only quarterback on my roster right now, and I'm very comfortable with it as long as Deshaun Watson. Even if he gets traded and Hurts is still on the roster, if he gets suspended, I am fine with rolling Hurts out there until Watson comes back from the uh, from the suspension. And he might be out all year too, so it's not a guy I would recommend maybe being super high on in dynasty right now. I actually was able to unload him in a couple different leagues for for a decent haul because if Watson goes there, I mean, unless he goes to the Texans, I mean, you're not going to have a quarterback for very long. So definitely. Have some dynasty fears for him, but in redraft, I even if Watson comes in, I still like him for at least the first half of the year. Yeah, that's, that's, that makes perfect sense. I I personally would still take a, a backup for Hertz if uh if you're taking him in redraft, or you can definitely start him too, but never an insurance policy, whether it's a Fitzpatrick or even just taking a shot on Lance or Fields at the end too. 
wouldn't, wouldn't hurt at all. But yeah, I definitely like the pick at uh, overall. He definitely can make a huge leap. You know, with the other quarterbacks were Burrow, uh, Herbert. They took leaps to uh, – I think he can take a leap this year. And hopefully Hurts is a part of that pack by the end of the year as well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. But if that's all for this episode, um, we're the Zone Defense Podcast. Uh, we still have you know plenty of offseason content. We'll probably do another mock draft at some point. We're definitely going to continue with the divisions. The next one on the docket is going to be the NFC North, which is another division, our hometown division. So I'm excited to talk about that. But uh, you know, me and Roman will will obviously we'll be continuing these. We'll have Drew back on for some more of those team previews at some point. Me and Drew will both likely do another zone defense basketball hour, maybe on the off season free agency moves, the draft and stuff. So so look for that coming in soon as well. But you know, other than that, just subscribe, follow us, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Twitter at Zone Defense Pod. Search us up on Apple Podcasts as well. Please smash that like button. Give us some comments as well. What uh, what team do you think will surprise in this division? Do you think the Giants have a chance at winning this division? Do you think Daniel Jones is Josh Allen? Like clearly, I think. Um, just you know, any any question, comment you have for us, we always love. Get- answering those we'll definitely get to it at some point but really appreciate you listening to the episode and we'll see you next time peace see ya